0: I'd like you to take your Bibles today and turn to the book of Hosea. Trust that your Bibles are prepared in Hosea chapter 14 and verse number 1. The Bible says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously So will we render the calves of our lips. Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses. Neither will we say any more to the work of our hands, Ye are our gods. For in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread, and his beauty shall be as the olive tree, and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under the shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, what have I to do any more with idols? I have heard him and observed him. I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found who is wise. And he shall understand these things, prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them, but the transgressors shall fall therein. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your blessed word. We thank you for how you're using it to move in hearts. May the Lord magnify yourself. May the sins continue to be made for you. We thank you for what you're doing, and we ask that you would just honor yourself today. Give me the words you'll have me to say. Cleanse me of sin and the of self. Fill me with the precious Holy Spirit, that I may preach what does the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. When my family and I lived in the U.S., we would look forward to going on road trips. The longest one we took was driving from Northern Virginia, which is just outside the Washington, D.C. area, and we drove to Orlando, Florida. For such a long trip, we would plan to drive maybe about half of the way, and then overnight, and then drive the remaining distance the following day. And that's what we did on our way to Orlando. However, After our vacation was over, we left Orlando at 6 p.m. I remember it was on a Friday evening. Not sure whether we would overnight on the way back, but my wife and I, we decided we would see how we felt and make a decision accordingly. So my wife decided, well, I think we decided mutually, that she would take the first shift of driving, which was not normal. Normally, I would do the majority or the bulk of the driving, and I, would, I found myself checking periodically to see how she felt. But she shocked me, and except for stopping for gas, she drove for six hours straight. I took the wheel at about midnight, and I guess I was inspired by her longevity, And I drove all night for the next eight hours. We pulled up at our house at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. After getting home, you could probably figure out who needed to go to sleep and who would be up. Because our children were fast asleep the entire time. But here's something that I noticed from these several road trips that we would take from time to time. That it always felt like when you were coming back home, it took shorter than when you left home. And I did a little bit of research and learned that the reason for that is that as you get back within the vicinity of your home, you are more familiar with the surroundings. So it actually feels like your home even before you are actually home. The familiarity with the surroundings makes it feel like a shorter trip. The familiar feeling of what one is accustomed to brings a level of comfort and calm as you are approaching your home. When it comes to living the Christian life, figuratively speaking, there are times when God's people stray away from home. Home is that place of being in a right relationship with God. Home is that place where you are serving God. Home is that place where you are hearing the voice of God and responding to that voice in obedience. By the way, home is where we all should be. But when we stray away from home, all of those things become foreign. Serving God becomes non-existent. The relationship with him is strained. His voice is either missing or has become nothing more than a whisper. Sin and the things of the world have taken a hold and the grip of sin seems so difficult to release. This is where the nation of Israel were when Hosea the prophet of God, delivers God's prophetic word to them. Hosea is considered a minor prophet, but I want to be sure that we understand that he was not minor in significance, but he was minor in the volume of scripture that he was led by the Holy Spirit to write. Hosea was a contemporary of prophets like Isaiah and Micah. But at the end of this book of Hosea, in chapter 14, Hosea gives what I would like to describe as a road map for finding one's way back home. His Israel had strayed, make no mistake about it, they had strayed a long way, long way from where God wanted them to be. But even then, Here is the goodness, the mercy and grace of God. That even though they had strayed, even though they were far away from God, God still wanted them to make their way back home. Sometimes people are so far away from home that I believe that it seems and it feels like a long lost cause to get back. But I'm here to give you some good news today. That no matter how far you've strayed, no matter how long you've been gone, there is always a way to get back home to God where you should be. We serve a merciful God. We serve a loving God. We serve a loving God who never despises a heart that turns to him. I want to preach... This morning very briefly a message and I will be brief a message entitled the way back home the way back home I will submit to you that this is somewhat like a blueprint it, it's somewhat like a road map it, it's somewhat like a, 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 a GPS that says you know I, 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 I think I can't find my way back on my own but if I can get a map I can make it back Hosea gives us the way back home In chapter number 14, I want you to notice first of all, if you're taking notes, the appeal. There's an appeal in verse number one. Listen to the heart of God. Speaking to individuals who have strayed. It says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Notice with me, first of all, in observing this appeal, that God points out that the reason for the fall is callous rebellion. God is saying to them that, listen, uh, without uh, being judgmental and God is able to judge, but he says that he points it out very clearly that the current state that you are in, make no mistake, must be understood to be your own doing. He says, return, O Israel, the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by what? Thine iniquity. You know, oftentimes we can find ourselves blame-shifting. But God says, it is a result of your own doing. But in spite of this, he says, even though there is callous rebellion, God is still saying there is a call to return. He says, O Israel, return. I can hear in these words God pleading, God begging with his people, return from whence thou hast fallen. You see, this call from God shows his mercy, his care, that he's still reaching out to his children, saying to them and begging and pleading from a heart of love, come back home to me. There's a call to return. But notice that this call is because of God's concern about our relationship with him. I love these words in verse number one. Because God says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God. Did you miss that? God is speaking to individuals who have strayed but he is still claiming them as his people and himself as their God. He did not say, you're my God when you get back but he says, even in the midst of your failure I am still your God. Return back to me. I want to have a better relationship with you. Return unto the Lord thy God. I'm still your God. You are still my people. My relationship with you as your father and you as my child still exists. I don't resume being your God once you get back. But I'm concerned about the state of our relationship. What a God! That's the appeal. But notice, secondly, and very quickly, the approach. God says, I want you to come back. But here's how you ought to go about it. He says, first of all, there has to be admission. Notice with me verse number two. He says, take with you what? Words. This is very important. Take with you words and turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away all iniquity. And receive us, us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Here's what God is saying to us. He's saying, "You utilize your words and admit from whence you are fallen. There must be admission not excuse-making, not blame-shifting. You see, my friend, as soon as excuses pop into the equation, one is on the wrong path. He says the approach of getting back home, there must be admission. But notice, in addition to admission, there must be belief. Look at these words again. There's so much to draw from these words. It says, say unto him, do what? Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. In those words is a confidence and a belief that God is the one who needs to cleanse me. That's why there is a request of God. Why? Because that request is from a heart of belief that God I'm coming to you. I'm coming back to you. I'm returning to you because I know, I believe from the depths of my heart that you are the answer. And not all of the other false solutions that I've been attempting there must be belief. This approach of getting back home must first involve admission. It must follow, be followed up with belief that God, you are the one I need. And then that belief must be followed with confession. Now I want to clarify what I mean by confession. Notice with me, I said to you that verse number two begins with the words, take with you words. Words. That's what I mean by confession. Confession. Take with you words. Say to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Admit to him with words where you've been. Tell him of your desire to get back to him. Why are words so important? Because words are a reflection of the heart. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10 speaks to this. It says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead Thou shalt be saved. This recipe of returning to the Lord is the same recipe for salvation. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, but confession is made unto salvation. So when I say that, 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 confession must be a part of the approach i'm not just talking about confessing and saying admitting that i did something i'm saying using your mouth to reflect the attitude of your heart talk to god and mean it listen to what luke chapter 6 and verse 45 says it says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, speaketh. The approach involves admission. It is followed up with belief. That belief ought to produce confession. And here's a fourth thing that I find in this verse. These verses that is so important. Dependence. I love verse number three. Look at what he says. Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses. Neither will we say any more to the works of our hands. Ye are our gods. For in thee the fatherless findeth mercy. In other words, to find one's way back home, there must be an attitude in my heart. God, I need you. I can do nothing without you. I've relied on all of those forms of assistance. I've depended upon my own strength. But an individual, man, woman, boy, or girl, must come to the point in their lives where they recognize that God, I will find help in no other but you. That's dependence, that's the approach to getting back home. But notice, God is such a great God, such a merciful God, that in appealing to his people to come back home, he gives them, notice thirdly, assurance. He tells them, if you take my plea, if you come back home, here's what I will do. I'm not going to reject you. And he gives assurance of this. Look at verse number four. He says, I will heal their backsliding. In other words, God is saying, in advance, you have not yet even come back, but if you do, I will receive you. You know, sometimes we're in a relationship of any kind. And I'm not just talking about marriage or intimate relationships of that nature. Sometimes we're in a relationship of with a friend, spouse, a working relationship, and there's an offense. And we don't know for sure that if we were to attempt to mend fences, that we'll be accepted. And this gives us cause for concern. Why? We don't like being rejected. Am I right? I'm right. We don't want to be rebuffed. But my friend, when it comes to God, there is no reason for such concern. God says, I will receive you. It doesn't matter how far you've fallen. I will take you back. And notice what God says, I will receive you because my anger is turned away. I'm not even angry. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed. God says, I will receive you. But he says, I will revive you. Look at verse number six. Verse number seven, rather. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. God says, I know you are depleted. I know you're tired. Sin tires you up. But God says, when you come back to me, I will revive you. It gets even better. God says, I will revive you, and I won't just do that, I will replenish you. Look at verse number five. I will be as the dew unto Israel. He shall grow as the lily, and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread And his beauty shall be as the olive tree, and his smell as leaven. What a great God we serve. These are all things that God is saying in advance he will do. Oftentimes, many are mistaken that we have to fix ourselves before getting back to God. No, you don't. I got to stop doing this. And I got to start doing this. No, God is saying, come back to me and let me do the fixing for you. What an assurance. No reason to hesitate. God says, I'm giving you assurance in advance. But notice finally, I love this part. Notice the awareness. In verse number 8 and 9. When I read this, uh, I just got so excited. Because there's some consideration, first of all. Notice verse number 8 and 9 are spoken from an individual who has accepted God's appeal to come back home. And so that individual, upon receiving The assurance and accepting God's reviving spirit, receiving the replenishment of God, has some awareness. And notice there is some consideration. Ephraim shall say. What have I to do anymore with idols? I have heard him and observed him. Here is what God is saying. When you come back home, listen, after getting back home, you're going to begin to consider some things. You're going to begin to compare life at home with life when you were back out in the world. You're going to begin to do some comparison and some contrast. And after considering you're going to come to a particular conclusion. Look at verse number 8. I am like a green fir tree. From me is thy fruit found. In other words, God is saying, I'm giving you assurance that I'm not not going to reject you. I'm giving you assurance that I'm going to receive you. But I'm also giving you some advance notice that when you come back, listen, you're going to be glad that you did. you're going to begin seeing some fruit in your life. You're going to begin recognizing that God is working on me. There's some things that I was struggling with before, but now this great God is giving me victory over those same things that I couldn't get victory over. My desires have changed. There were things that I, I wanted so badly. Oh no, all of a sudden, I don't want them anymore. That's a work of God. God is blessing my life. God is meeting my needs. I have lasting peace and joy. And it's not affected by the circumstances of life. It's a peace that the world did not give. And the world cannot take away. I'm realizing that I'm making wise decisions. Look at verse number 9. Who is wise and he shall understand these things prudent and he shall know them. What a blessing. Some awareness. It leads to consideration and a conclusion and then finally it ends with some solid conviction. Look at the end of verse number 9. This individual who had found their way back home, they have made their way back where they ought to be with God, comes to a conclusion and forms a solid, heartfelt conviction. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the just shall walk in them, but the transgressors shall fall therein. In other words, this individual who was away from home for however long, uh, grappling with the bondage and the, 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 the devastation and the deprivation of sin, has now made their way back home and done some comparison and contrast and came to a conclusion that God's way is the best way. And here's the part I love. Whilst God's way is the best way, they've also concluded accurately, Satan, you are a liar. And here's what this individual is also saying God, I'm back home and I'm here to stay. I am not going anywhere. That's conviction. That's conviction from arriving at a proper and solid conclusion. Hosea says, Hosea says, Israel, you've wandered far from home. But I got the blueprint. I got the road map for you to get back. It's not as hard as you think. Just turn your heart to God. He will bring you the rest of the way. He will replenish you. He will revive you. He will mend you. He will heal you. He will love on you. He will meet your needs. He just wants to have a relationship with you. Come back home. And when you come back home, you are going to be glad that you did. The only thing you're going to be worrying about are wondering, why didn't I get back sooner? God says, There is a way back home. I'm giving it to you. Isn't it amazing that God, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, would want to have a relationship with us? Blessing. If you've wandered far from home, I beg of you, I plead with you, come back. Home. There's a way. Jose gives the blueprint. Take the first step. God will help you take the second. I will heal you. He says I will mend you. I will restore you. I will revive you. I will replenish you. I will let fruit abound and watch you flourish. Wherever you are, If you're not back home, please come back home.